0: up, freaks! It's your boy Marty here to introduce this rip of RHR. Matt and I just had a qual one, and it was brought to you by our good friends at Unchained Capital. You freaks already know all about them. They're bringing Bitcoiners financial services with a security-first mindset, and this plays out in their Vaults product. Their Vaults product allows you to engage in a two or three multi-sig with Unchained Capital, in which you hold two or three keys, and Unchained holds that third key. Uh, you can use a Trezor or a Ledger. You set up the Multi-Sig Quorum. And you can always move your UTXOs out of the vault by yourself without the help of Unchained. You still have self-sovereignty over your UTXOs. But if you're ever in a pinch, you only have one of the two keys needed to sign to move a UTXO. Unchained is there to be that second of two of three. Is that correct? Yeah. they will be the second in the two of three signature. Um On top of that, they have uh, their collateralized loan product. Friends don't let friends sell Bitcoin. If you're in a pinch and you need cash, you can put Bitcoin up as collateral and get same-day liquidity in U.S. dollars to your bank account. As long as you're keeping the Bitcoin margin and paying back that loan, you do not have to sell your Bitcoin. You can keep your Bitcoin. Again, friends don't let friends sell Bitcoin. Uh, On top of that, friends encourage friends to buy Bitcoin. And Unchained is slowly rolling out their OTC desk, which allows individuals to, uh, purchase Bitcoin OTC, bigger, bigger amounts. Uh, right now it's only Texas, California and Illinois, I believe. Um, but they're going to roll that out slowly across the country as well. And they're doing that. They're staying true to their ethos and they're allowing you to buy OTC and then send it straight to a, uh, wallet that you custody yourself, whether it be a vault or a personal wallet, they are, uh, doing a white club service to, to make that possible for free because so on top of that they've got their open source initiatives which include their multi-sig quorum uh... software caravan so if you want to uh, set up multi-sigs without unchained being involved at all you can download caravan to do that yourself uh, on top of that they're working on slip 39 hermit and they've got their incredible blog series uh, which includes parker lewis's gradually and suddenly drew Bonsall. Uh, writing about HODL waves and Bitcoin in space, Phil Geiger, Joe Kelly, and Buck Purley, not Persley, I'm sorry, Buck, Buck Purley, um, uh, adding in- incredible content on that blog. If you have somebody who's new to Bitcoin looking to learn more, the Unchained Capital blog is a great place to send them. So go check out all this at www.unchained-capital, excuse me, www.unchained-capital.com. That's www.unchained-capital.com. Go check all this out. Shout out to our good friends at Unchained. Thank you guys for sponsoring the podcast. This episode is also brought to you again, by our good friends at the Cash App. They've heard of them this week. They sold a shit ton of Bitcoin. We talk about it in this episode. They are the easiest way to stack sats in America right now. Uh, you download the app and you can start stacking sats very easily Uh, you can stack sats send sats receive sats sell sats if you so please remember you can send sats you can send sats to personal custody make sure you're doing that be aware of the withdrawal limits use the product and use the the ability that bitcoin gives you to take custody of your utxos you can send your utxos from cash out to a personal wallet on top of that you can make sats the standard all right we're not buying fractions of a bitcoin anymore we're buying whole sats and you can dca into sets. that's dollar cost average via the cash app as well you can set it for daily weekly bi-weekly set it and forget it just set up your dca strategy via the cash app again the easiest way to buy bitcoin and on top of that they've got the cash app investing if you want to stack slivers of stonks you can do that if your favorite stock's a little too expensive you can invest as little as one dollar because all this is connected to your bank account there's no four to five day waiting periods so you can start investing two day Cash App Investing is a subsidiary of Square, member SIPC. Uh, On top of that, Cash App is giving you the ability to be, they are potentially your bank account. They have account numbers and routing numbers. You get your paychecks direct deposited into the Cash App. No more more need to deal with the banks like Bank of America, JP Morgan. You can use the Cash App. You can just use the Cash App. It's possible now. When you do download the Cash App, if you haven't already, make sure you use the code Stacking Sats. That's S T A C K I N G S A T S. You're gonna get ten dollars, and ten dollars is gonna go to our good friends at Owls Lacrosse. That's Owls
1: Lacrosse.
0: Use the code Stacking Sats. Download the Cash App. And enjoy this rip of Rabbit Hole Recap. Love you, freaks.
1: You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all all the central banks going nuts.
0: So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor
1: I mean that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin if you're not paying attention You probably should be, probably should be.
0: Probably. LOL I am already overwhelmed anyone who says they are ready for this next cycle is full of shit Matthew This is something you tweeted out 21 hours ago around 7:30 p.m. Eastern last night What the hell's going on man? You're already overwhelmed?
1: It was kind of a subtweet to you because you said I am ready a couple days ago.
0: (laughs) My body is ready.
1: My body is ready. I don't know if my, my body's ready. I think, I think people misinterpreted the tweet a little bit. Um, Like I'm personally ready. I've prepared myself for this for many years. And I've been there with the freaks trying to prepare together with them. For what now? It's been like two years, right? Um, With you. What I'm not ready for is the flood of normies coming. I'm, I'm not ready. As, as, as someone who has a first row seat, front row seat, in trying to help people use Bitcoin safer and smarter, I am not prepared for the flood of bullshit and the flood of charlatans and the flood of shitcoiners and, you know, I, you know what triggered that tweet? What triggered that tweet was Davy Day Trader.
0: <sighs> Portnoy, he's getting under your skin? No. He'll do that.
1: No, no, no. He's not getting under my skin. It was just like, oh, sh- like that made it real, right? Like this cycle is going to be, it's not going to be like other cycles in the past. It's going to be at a scale that's way, way crazier, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, last
1: last bull run he hopped in towards the tail end uh, and now we're just this is 2016 we're basically in the 2016 equivalent of last cycle yeah Ugh. and then there's like other big accounts that were like i just bought my first bitcoin and shit that like i've never heard of you know just like random ass normie accounts and it's just i i don't think i i think people don't realize you know like in 2015, the price was like one, it dropped to 150, right? If you told people that in two years it was gonna be, it was gonna come close to hitting 20K, they would have laughed you out of the fucking room. In the beginning of 2017, Vinny had his famous blog post where he was like, I sold 95% of my Bitcoin. Bitcoin was trading at like nine hundred and fifty dollars at the beginning of twenty seventeen. Fuck you, Vinny. So you know, Bitcoin has a tendency that if, if you don't if you don't stay humble, it will humble you. You know, it will it will catch you off guard and and you will get wrecked. So I just I am ready, but I'm not ready. You know what I mean?
0: I know what you mean. No, nah, I had this. It was my cousin's birthday last night. We went out on the town. Uh there's probably like fifteen of us, separated through two tables—one of a girls' table and a boys' table. I was at the boys' table, obviously. I identify as a male, <laughs> and uh, I, I we the, we got into like a deep Bitcoin conversation. It is like exhausting I'm trying to walk people through this, but no, it's coming. People are asking.
1: Um My favorite part about that conversation is when you go to them, you go Just put in a little to start. And just buy a little every week. That's the safest way to do it. Like long term, you just you're focusing on the long term, the price doesn't matter as much short term to you, and then they go, Is that what you do? And then you turn to them, you're like, Oh well I'm basically all in at this point, <laughs> but I, I still buy a little every week. I'm irresponsibly long and I don't care who knows it. I, I, I don't saw, care. So I saw that tweet, too. So I also want to I think we should unpack that a little bit. Right. Because
0: that I mean, that was a joke taking that Ralph Powell. Right. tweet, I just thought of that Sally uh, Fields quote in my head. I thought that was a good good play on that.
1: But here's the thing. Right. Is there's there's different levels here. Like when I say stay humble. First of all, it's not in reference to dunking on Bitcoin deniers. Like everyone loves dunking on Bitcoin deniers. It's a favorite pastime of me. I go around stamping people's tweets in the bear market, like what the fuck, obviously. There's different levels to it. Like if, if, if you're close to all in, but you're, you're controlling your own keys and you're not using leverage and you don't have a lot of debt, ideally no debt, like that's way more humble than if you're like doing a 50X long on BitMEX and they're custodying all of your coins, right? And like we saw on March 12th, the people who weren't humble, the people that had a lot of leverage and who weren't <sighs> thinking long-term, That's they got absolutely device. wrecked, right? Yeah. So like just because, just because you have a very large Bitcoin allocation and percentage of, of your total net worth, doesn't necessarily mean it's the most irresponsible play uh you know what i'm saying like i I don't think there's way more ir- irresponsible things you can do in terms of bitcoin and and especially when shitcoins coins get involved yeah it was a very nuanced
0: answer no i agree um i like to think i fall into the former category of the two you laid out earlier
1: that raul that raul paul fucking tweet oh, was crazy right he was like what did me. he say He was like at this point, well, I, I feel like you shouldn't even invest in any other asset. You should yeah, just invest in Bitcoin. I don't, s-
0: I don't see a good reason for owning any other asset in the long term. That's a that's a that's a strong statement there from our boy Raoul. Uh Didn't mention Ethereum in that either, which I bet many people are expecting. It's it is. I had a conversation um, with Lynn Alden earlier this afternoon, and these macro. Um, investors are coming around to it, and it is, considering the uh, state of the world and the state of the US dollar and the Fed's policy right now, it is hard not to look at Bitcoin and be like, why wouldn't you own that? Like, it's irresponsible not to at this point. It's, I mean, we're going to get, we got plenty of topics that reinforce this idea, but there's, there's Pandora's box is wide open, and I think at this point in time, it is glaringly clear it's not closing. Bitcoin's not going anywhere. It's only going to get stronger from here. And it's going to get stronger in many regards, whether it be a hedge against inflationary policies of central banks or uh, an investment in technology that's going to enable individuals to do things that have never been possible before.
1: And uh, also, don't forget de-platforming. Like, basically, 2020 yes. has been one giant lesson. By Governments and corporations On what the value prop of Bitcoin is Like if you didn't realize Before 2020 You probably realize it now Yeah it's getting absurd The uh, things that are getting censored The people are getting
0: deplatformed at this point I mean we, we've been saying it's, it's inevitable We'll probably be deplatformed at some point for wrong think So I hope you guys are enjoying this podcast While it lasts
1: Well the nice thing about Bitcoin circles Is when you get deplatformed You get the deplatformed bump so remember when like Pomp uh, like broke the rules of the <laughs> iTunes store and he was like, they're trying to censor Bitcoin and got the pump out of that. That was a nice growth hack. That was a nice growth hack by Pomp. Pomp's good at that. What are you, what are you drinking today, Marty? I've got uh,
0: some Austin East Ciders Brute Super Dry Cider. Only 100 calories, uh, 4.2% alcohol by volume.
1: I have Oban Little Bay Scotch Single Malt courtesy of freak Peter McCormick, who, uh, mailed it to me. So thank you, Peter, whoever you are out there. Appreciate you.
0: Hey, Peter sounds like a nice guy. It's a very,
1: very generous gift. He's figuring it out.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, man, it's exciting times. We're going to pop to Clark Moody's dashboard. Clark Moody, the episode will drop tomorrow. I was hoping it would drop on Monday, but had a, had some holdups there. We're good to go now though. Finally confirmed.
1: Um, We're in a race.
0: We're racing who?
1: Clark Moody's pod needed to get approved for another uh, another podcast as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh shit. We're in a race. Listen to them both. Clark is great. Yes, he Uh, is. It's it's with Daniel Prince. He just recorded with Daniel Prince. I also just recorded with Daniel Prince. That's how I know.
0: Yeah, we went deep with Clark. We uh, we hit a lot of we hit a lot of topics got a little dark at points got very optimistic at points i think you guys are going to like it and what i like and a lot of the topic of the conversation was this dashboard which right now is reporting that the bitcoin price is eleven thousand eight hundred sixty four dollars hovering right below that twelve thousand dollar range uh market cap right now is two hundred nineteen point six billion um the GPT GBTC premium, excuse me, is twenty one point eight percent, climbing a little bit, getting closer to that twenty five percent, which is it has hit before in the past. Hasn't gotten as high as forty percent at some points.
1: What stat is this?
0: The GBTC premium.
1: Yeah, I think it's gone even higher than that. In twenty seventeen, it was got crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, I, what's the? What'd you say the market cap is? Two hundred and twenty billion.
0: Around there, yeah, two hundred nineteen point
1: six. I recorded a pod with. Uh, jack maulers nick carter giacomo andrew polstra uh on on peter mccormick's 250th episode and jack maulers nonchalantly said one trillion dollar market cap within the next 12 to 16 months
0: would not be surprised so
1: what is that that's 5x that's pretty crazy that it's only 5x i guess it's not that crazy of a prediction
0: no It's crazy, like $1 trillion is a pretty big number, pretty nice round number, a nice benchmark, if you will. Uh, I would not be surprised if that happens either. Gold's rallying this week, too. Bitcoin priced in gold is still hovering around 5.7 ounces uh, of gold per Bitcoin. Bitcoin's market cap versus gold is 1.65%. Right now, you could buy 280 barrels of oil with Bitcoin We're at block height 642,526. We are currently 578 blocks away from the next retarget, which is estimated to be around August 10th right now. The difficulty change is estimated to be only 0.4% upwards. Uh, Block time in this epoch is coming in at 9 minutes in 57 seconds, so only three seconds quicker than the 10 minute target. There are currently 31,846 transactions in Clark's mempool. Uh, blocks to clear is 49 blocks right now to clear that mempool. It's been almost 27 minutes since the last block, so we got a little, little slow block here. Protect the next block. Fees versus reward is 22.25%. That's pretty big. Uh, $95,000 block reward for whoever mines block, 642527 wow. Um, it's a pretty big reward. Uh, yeah. Fundamentals look, uh, healthy right now.
1: Everything just seems really bullish, which just, you know, I we're either right or it just dumps, right? I don't even... I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um... It really feels like, damn man, I keep getting the FOMO, but I just, there's this, there's no why why do I have FOMO? It doesn't make any sense. It's impossible not to, right?
0: I mean, we talk about this too. Like you can attempt to prepare for the mental roller coaster ride we're about to go on, but you, you can never fully prepare. It is astonishing, like how quickly and how high these numbers can get. Uh, When you compare them to traditional assets that people are are used to to buying and holding. Hold on to your butts, freaks. It's going to be crazy. Uh, What is the
1: Whirlpool
0: unspent? Did you say that? I did not. Whirlpool unspent currently is 1,168.71 Bitcoin.
1: I think that's my favorite stat because... That stat isn't easily artificially inflated. Um, it isn't. Right? Yeah, because um, I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but with both Wasabi and Samurai, um, the teams don't have to, you know, the main thing that limits you pushing Bitcoin through and then re-pushing it through to inflate the numbers is the fee you pay to the teams. So if they they're paying it to themselves, they don't really have that cost. They just have minor fees. Uh, so, but with unspent capacity, you you know you can't really do that because if you try and feed it back through as a new TX zero, uh, then it, it unspent capacity stays neutral. So it's a it's, I think it's my favorite stat in the whirlpool category. It's pretty healthy, right? It seems like it's it's kind of flat like, around yeah, right? so it's say. like slowly increasing right yeah um, I mean and it's also important with minor fees going up right because that unspent capacity is, is the capacity that doesn't have to pay minor fees anymore that are already in Whirlpool pre high fee environment
0: yeah the fee rate right now average fee is 72 sats per byte
1: should I make the call we are never going to see one sat per byte again in 2020 I want to make it just yet. Yeah. Too early? Too early. Too early, I think. I've been making that call to Katan, uh, our boy Katan, yeah. like uh, <laughs> once a week for the last like four weeks because he loves, <laughs> he does, every transaction he does is one sap per byte. So I'm just like, one of these days, you're just not going to, I mean, it doesn't matter. He can just increase the fee with RBF or his the receiver can use child pace for parent, but still, it's a nice tease. Yeah. yeah. High um, fees are coming.
0: They're coming freaks, be aware, be aware. Expect them.
1: Open lightning channels, manage your wallets, UTXOs, use CoinJoin, consider jumping into the whirlpool now while fees are still lower. All these things, you gotta keep this in mind now before fees get completely out of control. Prepare. Prepare. Things can get out of control quickly. This stuff can happen
0: quicker than you imagine uh, before, yeah. Before we jump into the list, let's get to the shout-outs. There's a lot to talk about. A lot to be bullish about. Uh, Two shout-outs this week. Love you, freaks. Thank you for the shout-outs. Hi, gentlemen. I have a friend with access to small amounts of free power, and he has some computer science experience. Advice on setting up a miner. Would setting up a single machine make any sense? Not looking to get rich. Mostly just earn a little. And a few non-KYC sats. Sounds like a good time. Tiki! That is... That, so, let me reread this. Friend with access to small amounts of free power. Yeah, I mean, if the power's free... Do it. Advice on, advice on setting up a m- miner? Um,
1: it's easy as fuck. You don't need any computer science background. You just plug it into the Ethernet, and you plug it into the power, and then you just connect it to the pool. It's super easy.
0: I know, I'm trying to think of which miner to buy. Like, sh- Should you go secondary market, try to find a... A distributor here in the states. I think it'd probably go secondary market. Try to find like an M 20s or an S seventeen.
1: Well, if you have free power, right? You just you don't care about efficiency.
0: I mean, you can get an S nine if you want, but if you want to run it, it, depends on how long you have this free power. If you want it more sats and you're willing to pay more for a miner.
1: It also depends what your free power situation is. You know, you don't want to. Uh if the, all of a sudden whoever you is you want to paying draw attention bill, to yourself, yeah, someone's yeah. paying the bills, so you don't want it to be like way too high. Otherwise, uh, they're going to ask you what the fuck is going on in there.
0: Yeah, it's loud, so it's loud. Oh, it's, know that.
1: Yeah, it's very loud.
0: Uh, it depends on where where your free power is. If it's in like a, a one bedroom apartment, it might not be. Uh,
1: well, if you don't have a lady, it's fine. You can just yeah. deal with that. You got your KYC free sats, but if you yeah, have if if you have a lady living with you, you might want to reconsider putting it in the same bedroom. It's uh...
0: or another male. Um, yeah. This is this whatever is, uh, your preferences. uh Yeah. I mean,
1: you can pay them off with some of the sats. I mean,
0: yeah. If it's free, so the question is: advice on setting up a miner. Would setting up a single machine make any sense? Advice on setting it up. Uh, like Matt said, it's very simple. You plug it in, uh, you connect to it, and you point it towards a pool, and they'll start paying you SATs on the reg. Um, would a single machine make any sense? Yes. If it's free, it makes a lot of sense. You're, you're going to be earning SATs for free. So, well, not only or, does it make
1: sense, right? Like, you should probably just start with a single machine and take it from there. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't go buy, like, 10. <laughs> no. No, take, take it nice and slow and, and don't you don't have to buy if you have free power don't buy like the latest and greatest don't definitely don't pre-order any miners no don't do that oh one well, number one that'll take
0: too long and number two yeah way too expensive it's almost always
1: a bad deal to pre-order yeah
0: find a secondary market try to buy uh, a little older version get m20s s17 probably be cheaper than obviously they will be cheaper than s19 m30s um that's cool. actually that, that's another list we could talk about. We'll, we'll talk about it now. Bitmain, did we talk about this last week? I don't think so. That's actually so. We mentioned on Clark Moody's dashboard that the next difficulty adjustment is basically flat, and says uh, just being in a bunch of mining groups. There's a lot of interesting discussion going on, and like what's hash rate going to do towards the end of the summer, beginning of fall, uh, due to a multitude of factors. So main driver of which is like s9s uh s12s i believe too it doesn't make any economical sense to replace any of the parts so if they start breaking down people are just going to unplug them and and not get them fixed and plug them back in so that'll be a reduction of hash rate as uh, that'll contribute to a reduction hash rate and then on top of that bitmain for you freaks who are unaware they're going through like a crazy uh, internal struggle between jian and mccree and Macri, and so Jihan has control of the chips and i believe one factory that does manufacturing and mccree has control of one of their manufacturing factories and so all like the newer s17s and s19s are getting delayed they actually came out with an announcement today i believe or yesterday announcing that any july or, or excuse me august september shipments Of S17s and S19s should be expected to be um, uh, delivered in now October, November. And they're like giving coupons out. So there's going to be huge supply chain disruptions for anybody running Bitmain equipment, uh, which could lead to like a a little bit of a leveling of hash rate or a slower uh, increase in hash rate uh, due to the fact that those boxes will not be making it to market as quickly as people expected.
1: The Bitmain story can all be explained by just the fact that they didn't stay humble. They
0: heard the Icarus story of the Bitcoin world, the early Bitcoin story. Bitmain is Icarus. They could have done incredible things and and run a very good business. They flew too close to the sun and now they're falling to earth. And uh, what's minor, MicroBT, I think is going to blow past them in terms of professionalism and quality of product
1: but you know what i think like the whole reason they were the juggernaut they were was because they just went balls to the wall in the bear market to begin with so they never really ever did they they never there was never a conservative bit main you know they just they just burnt out it was like they, the reason they achieved the success they achieved was because of that strategy, and that was the same reason they failed ultimately, you know? So it is what well, it is, but they were, nev- a they were never they That's the crazy part. Humble.
0: They haven't completely failed yet. It's like, oof. But there is, so again, it's a splitting of two factions, and the splitting has literally split up their ability to actually produce these machines and bring them to market so uh, well it's more
1: than that too right because isn't what's minor uh like x ex, x bitmain guys
0: yeah the um zhang the guy who i believe it's Zhang. i could be wrong on his last name dr zhang he he designed the chip for the s9
1: and then he split off and made his own company right
0: yeah he, he's the founder of MicroBT, and he's designing the m20s m30s so those machines i mean we've seen this in in the field too we we actually at great american mining sort of took that bet we're like hey if this guy's going to start his own company and he designed the s9 we should probably be buying his machines. so we're all all of our operations use uh what's miners and it's turned out to be an incredible decision we've been running for what nine months straight we haven't had one minor failure yet one m20s we're running m S is right now predominantly we haven't had one that's impressive fail.
1: especially since they're like on site yeah they're
0: exactly. not like They've in
1: managed been- warehouses
0: no, they've been, in, and they've been through winters with negative 40, uh, a winter with negative 43 degrees Fahrenheit and the summer.
1: What is that in Celsius, Marty? I have no idea.
0: <laughs> 33. <laughs> and, uh, For our international negative. listeners. I have no idea. <laughs> um, and, uh, now I got up to like 102 at some point this summer too. In For international
1: schools. listeners, it's very cold. Very cold. Very
0: cold. Very cold. Um, yeah, so we're very happy with that, and if you talk to other miners running S17s, uh, particularly, S19s a little better, but S17s have had a relatively high failure rate, some batches like with like 33% failing, which Ooh. is pretty terrible.
1: Doesn't it get much yeah. worse than that.
0: No, that's a huge
1: Any higher than that, and loss. you're just talking about recalls.
0: Exactly. Um apparently yeah they uh their heat sinks on some batches of the s17 they completely fucked up and so uh that's why they have the high failure rate there um so be aware be aware what's minor i think will be will be the leader of the mining world in the next three to four years earliest um, or latest i would say uh all right second shout out from our boy real bitcoin granny on twitter at real bitcoin granny all right chaps who wants it real bitcoin granny here to shamelessly shill tftc Rabbit hole recap this shit is essential freaks shout out to uncle fucking marty and matt odell tftc rhr share this shit be prepared to be ignored tell everyone to give a fuck about tftc fix the money fix the world stay humble stack sats i'm mad as hell and i'm not going to take it anymore because i motherfucking don't have to take it anymore because i bitcoin I love it when the bear instrument comes together. Love you guys. Love you, Bitcoin granny. Um, an impassioned shout. I love the impassioned shout outs.
1: Fucking fantastic. We appreciate you. Thank you for the shout out.
0: Um, all right. Now we can, we haven't even made it to the list yet. Uh, tour. We talked about last week, the zero day, which I met uh, gracefully corrected my assumption of the definition of that term uh Tor came out with a response to that disclosure and, and they seem to say that it's been well known correct and nothing really to to be too f- scared about
1: well ironically Tor lectured him on the definition of a zero day <laughs> <laughs> really so we can pretend like they were also lecturing you on that um, but yeah uh, they're saying that the leak that it that this, these are known vulnerabilities um and that they want to solve them but you know that they're known and he's you know and it, and and it's kind of what we said you know this is like the it's it's the hardest problem for them to solve which is uh authoritarians blocking access to tor in the first place but in terms of Vulnerabilities for Tor. Like the real concern is actual users of Tor getting de-anonymized when they don't know they're getting de-anonymized, right? Yeah. Um. Obviously, if you're an authoritarian country, you don't want them to know you're using Tor. So it's definitely a concern. Uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to dismiss it. But anyway, you can read Tor's. We we're, we're linking Tor's response here. Um. Some people weren't satisfied with it they want them to fix it. Uh, I assume they want to fix it. It seems like they want to fix it.
0: It's an open source project. If you want them to fix it. It's Roll uh, your sleeves up and th- I uh, mean this
1: just goes back to what we said last week as well, right? Is like uh, there's I think everyone who uses Tor has a love-hate relationship with Tor, at least the people that know better, right? It's like we absolutely need this shit. But there's a lot of issues and 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 relying on it is not ideal but it's uh it's what we it's have. All you got yeah yeah
0: that's another thing that pees me off about this stuff And i say this about bitcoin all the time people want it to be perfect and ironclad out of the box it's just not possible like nothing's going to be perfect especially with software
1: yeah look, talk to software like hopefully we have alternatives you know, it would be nice. Like, there's, 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 there's some, um, like, there's like I2P, there's Zero Net, there's, there's alternatives that are that are out there that are being worked worked on. You know, uh, just when you compare all the trade-offs, Tor right now is the best of the options. You know, and I I say that with uh, a solemn face, and Marty can see it. Yeah. But yeah. We'll we'll see how it plays out. We need more options. We, you, we privacy on the internet is extremely difficult. Um, I I I just on this note, you know, we talk a lot about the dangers of KYC. I don't think people really fully comprehend how much data they're leaking when they're not using a VPN in terms of their IP address. And it's less so for people who live in cities. But if you live in a small town and it's only a town of like 1,500 people and you're broadcasting to the world which town you live in, uh, it, even if you're not a sophisticated actor who can figure out exactly whose IP address belongs to who, not only can you track this single user across the Internet, but you can tell which town of 1,500 people they live in. And when you start to think about it in those kind of terms, like this is one of the things that worries me about Bitcoin when, you know, people compare it to the internet, because I do think there's a lot of comparisons there. I mean, some of the comparisons fall flat. Um, But the internet never really hit its goal of being properly censorship resistant and private, right? And I think we could end up in the same situation as Bitcoin, where you like, you, It's the same situation as the internet with Bitcoin where it achieves broad success and number goes up and, you know, and, and and we, we have sovereignty in certain aspects, but when it comes to privacy, there's going to be a lot of band-aid things that we're going to have to do and people are going to have to like actively seek out privacy. And it's very much intertwined with these shortcomings on the internet. Like I wonder, I was thinking about this the other day, I bet you that if you talk about the top three governments in terms of capabilities, so US, China, Russia, they probably know like 90% of Bitcoin users' IP addresses. They probably got that information. We talk about KYC a lot, but they probably have that information. Even if you were completely fine on like the network level, which no one really is, very few people are, you post a bitcoin address here you post something here you download an app here stuff like that like so it's 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 just something that every bitcoiner should constantly be thinking about
0: I'm optimistic it's going to get better so it's not a I read about today RGB it's like a second third layer protocol for NFTs and other such things and uh, interesting smart contracting capabilities and they're going to be using zero knowledge proofs, so that'll enable some cool stuff.
1: RGB on lightning.
0: Yeah. Cool. Apparently, they launched that. That flew under the radar. They launched that an implementation like over a month ago. I just caught it today. I saw Bob McElrath talk about it on Twitter, so I decided to write about it in the bed. It's something that's exciting, and again, so for you freaks who are unaware of RGB, it was an idea. Uh, presented by Giacomo Zucco and Peter Todd, I believe in twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. Uh, basically, they want to do NFTs, colored coins. I'm not sure if colored coins is the right way to describe them, and smart contract, tracking the right way in like a scalable, private way. It's tokens it's, on Lightning. It's Tokens on Lightning, but like tokens done the right way, if you will. Like they're actually scalable. Scalable um, tokens. Yeah, I mean, you are not clogging a whole blockchain with all that, with crypto kitties and shit like that. If you want it, like that's the something crypto that
1: crypto kitties will be on lightning instead.
0: Yeah, apparently, and I've said this in the past. Like, I have no, at least at this point, like no desire to use or hold NFTs. You you like them in gaming? Uh, yeah, I me think personally. they're like
1: kind of interesting in gaming, right?
0: Yeah, me personally, like, yeah. eh, yeah. but if people want them, they're coming to Bitcoin. That's good. And right. I like I so. see
1: the tether value prop. I just yeah. I think there's a lot of trade offs and risks there that people don't account for. And I, I what do you mean I don't think they're advertised well. For but, RGB? No, 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 no. With with asset backed tokens. Oh uh, yeah. When you have a centralized third party that is enforcing it behind the scenes, it doesn't really matter what the security model is. Well
0: that's the interesting part about RGB. Uh there's no centralized party individual users. Hold the states of their specific. No, but
1: if you have tether, engagement. if you have tether on RGB or whatever, if you have a tether oh, yes. token on Lightning, then then the, you're trusting that the tether company is holding dollars in a bank account somewhere, or 100% like, true. or Bitcoin yes. backing it or whatever.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Agreed. Um, but you can set up the mechanics. But that's what I'm saying. It doesn't
1: matter. Like, it could be on Dogecoin. Like the security model doesn't matter because. What you actually care about isn't, you know, a 51% attack or something. What you care about (laughs) is is Tether actually... You're trusting the Tether. Solid. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you trust Tether?
1: No. No, I've never trusted Tether. Where did Bitfinex go? Is he still floating around? I don't know. He blocked me and he deleted all of our back and forths, so it's really frustrating. I spent way too much time arguing with him years ago Uh, years ago about how he said tether collapsing was gonna crash the price of bitcoin so
0: hasn't happened yet Um,
1: even if tether collapsed it wouldn't crash the price of bitcoin it makes no sense the logic does not flow cause where would you run if tether was collapsing you'd run right into fucking censorship resistant (laughs) money right and it would result in a price pump makes no sense
0: hey stop stop making so much sense Matt you're thinking too clearly
1: oh that reminds me stop you're telling me to stop stop and decrypt is not a real person it's gregory maxwell's yep. sock puppet so just to and make that f- make that clear like that is and he's a dear, is a dear
0: friend of ours greg maxwell's <laughs> a dear friend of ours <laughs> we're gonna have him on the podcast one day greg can't wait i know you're listening <laughs> um staying on disclosures had a response to last week's disclosure a uh, couple days ago. Uh, Monok? Is that how you pronounce it? Monoc. No
1: idea. M-O-N-O-K-H. Monoc. If they wanted us to pronounce it correctly, they would have chosen a different name.
0: Um, they disclosed a bug on Ledger, uh, calling it the Ledger app isolation bypass. And the summary is the Ledger device exposes Bitcoin mainnet public key and signing functionality outside of the of Ledger's quote-unquote Bitcoin app. It presents misleading transaction confirmation requests indicating the selected app's addresses and amounts when, in fact, different transactions are being signed. So the way I'm reading this is uh, there's a bug in which an attacker could present uh, an address and have you sign the movement of a UTXO. It, uh, but it's really going to an attacker's address.
1: Well, no, no. So it happens... So this is, um, you know, Rodolfo had a field day with this one uh, because it, this is like the perfect example of where Bitcoin only hit your bingo boards because the vulnerability is if you're using a Bitcoin fork. So, and that's not just B Cash or Bitcoin Gold. Like if you're using the Litecoin app on your Ledger. You could think you're sending Litecoin transaction, but the attacker changes it. So you're sending a Bitcoin transaction to just the attacker's address, ether. and you don't realize. So Ledger does have a response. They, they updated the app. If you have a Ledger, you should update your Bitcoin app. Um, you know, if you have Bitcoin forks, you should probably sell them and just go Bitcoin only. Uh, but... The, the, the change they made, because they basically need this capability to support the forks. Uh, so, so the change they made is now it gives you a big ass warning uh, when it's happening. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's the gist of, of, of the issue is, is that is that you think you're transacting in Litecoin and you see a different transaction on the device, but you're really approving a Bitcoin transaction. Yeah, to I the saw our boy address.
0: Monarch. Our boy Monarch responded to, to Ledger. He was not happy with the way they were portraying his disclosure.
1: Yeah, they uh, like kind of went with like the feature, not a bug kind of thing, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So be aware. It could have been better, but they were quick about it at least. And they did release a patch and it does show a big ass warning. And Bitcoin yeah. only users were unaffected. So even there's a class of bugs where the shitcoin support would fuck you. Uh, even if you weren't using the shit coins. In this case, you had to actually actively be using the shit coins in order to get hit by the bug. But, yeah, I mean, it's not great. It's not uh, we love the cold shit- card here. So.
0: Shit coining, not even once. Cold card. I uh, actually really like the description, even though I'm not a developer. James O'Byrne tweeted out earlier today, James OB. Shout out to James OB. Love you, James. Um, he, uh, he likened cold card to Vim. Which, if you guys are software developers, I'm sure you get that. But if you're not, Vim is apparently like the creme de la creme of, I can't even think of the correct term for it. It's where you write the code.
1: On a positive note, uh, I'm hearing from some good sources that that Ledger full node integration into Ledger Live is imminent. So, very good to see. Very good to see.
0: What the hell is it? Vim, what a sublime text. A t- text editor? No. Where you actually write the HTML CSS. Do you know what I'm talking about? What, Vim? Yeah.
1: I it's have, a term. No, I cannot I cannot explain it properly. Is it a text editor? Uh, I don't know. People will tell us. Tell us in Anybody, the comments.
0: I'm sure a lot of you freaks are shaking your head right now. I'm yeah, sorry for, for disappointing their head at us right now. You know what? And I'm shaking my head at the seventeen. It's like year an old.
1: environment, right? Is that the best way to describe it?
0: A dev environment? Uh, no, the dev environment is many parts. That's just one part of a dev environment. Um,
1: yeah. Vim is is an editor language. Is what they they call yes. it? Yes. Yeah, text editor. I think I was right there. Um, it's initial dis- release was 1991 yeah it's a ter- terminal emulator nope nope vim running in a terminal emulator just ignore ignore what we said about vim if, <laughs> if you if you understood the reference just be happy Uncle Marty brought it up thanks for that
0: yeah somebody school me on twitter yeah school is um,
1: both on twitter live and learn we can explain it next week
0: Speaking of Twitter, the Twitter hacker who hacked a bunch of accounts and asked for a bunch of Bitcoin and then stupidly sent that Bitcoin uh, around the blockchain and to exchange. This was caught. It was a 17-year-old and two others.
1: Three others? And
0: two, two others. Three individuals charged for ledger rolls. Mason Shepherd, a.k.a. Chaiwan, 19 of Bungior Regis in the U.K., uh, Nima Fazeli, a.k.a. Rolex, 22 from Orlando, Florida, and um, there was a 17-year-old, but I don't think they could name him in the indictment because he's underage. But he was the main Uh, one, right? Yeah. His picture is a little creepy, too.
1: But they always pick the creepiest picture to, like – Like, they're going to make example out of this kid. He was just a dumb kid. You know?
0: Yeah. Uh, Light slap on the wrist. He's probably going to get hired to the NSA or some shit.
1: Dude's going to get, like – they're going to throw the fucking book at him. Really? And he didn't even make that much money. You know, He right. could have done so much harm. Look at what our boy, Nick Carter was saying. Like Nick was like, he was like thermonuclear war. This is a state attack. Like, be. <laughs> and like, meanwhile, this like 17 year old kid who, by the way, what they do is they sell like the high, the, the, like the high quality Instagram and like Twitter names and stuff. Reply all had, I, I never listened to this podcast, but someone sent me an episode of it. It's a very mainstream podcast, and it was about what these guys do, which is is they they basically like sim swap people to take like high profile uh, Instagram names and Twitter names, and then they sell them. Um, and they all operate on Discord, and Discord isn't encrypted, uh, so so that's what this this these kids were, and they like stumbled onto this Twitter exploit, and it makes a lot of sense that they didn't realize what like they didn't realize what kind of power they had, right? We saw it gradually get more, go to more big accounts, right? Like it was, it was the smaller crypto accounts first. us. started us start so with, uh, but it was crypto accounts. So they weren't Bitcoin accounts.
0: It was, who was it? Angela BTC was the first yeah, one. Yeah, I guess
1: it. Bitcoin. But then it went to like CZ and the exchanges and CoinDesk. Um, and then it moved to Biden got hit, right? And Obama yeah, got Biden, hit. Yeah, Biden, Obama, That's why they're going to throw Kanye. the book at him. But really, Obama. I would say is if if, okay, let's agree that a lot of damage could have been done here that wasn't done, because high-profile accounts got access. And you know, going down Nick's logic, it could start thermonuclear war or worse, uh, or worse. I don't know if it gets worse than that or less than that. Uh, I don't think
0: it gets any. I don't think it gets any worse. I think
1: than you that. gotta punish Twitter too, right? Like. Twitter is directly liable for this shit. How did they let their their fucking god mode that they shouldn't even fucking had in the first place get accessed by seventeen year old kid? Like what? Like this guy wasn't like a super hacker, like he got admin privileges, and that that was yeah, it. Yeah, they, they should be hiring him. I don't even know if he was that talented. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to go that far <laughs> to say they should hire him. But if they're gonna if they're gonna throw the book at this kid. And I'm saying this as a Twitter shareholder. They should throw the book at Twitter as well.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, back a little feisty there.
1: Fuck, like, fuck that shit. It's ridiculous. I hate when they just, like, throw the book at people.
0: Like, that, like... And, well, sh- shout out to this kid, because he leaked the admin controls at Twitter, and it's, like, obvious. They're shadow banning threads and shadow banning people and topics and...
1: Well, we all knew uh, that.
0: I know we knew it, but we knew it as in, we had the in- intuition that it was happening. It's pretty obvious, yeah. But now we have full bomb p- proof that it's possible. Um, yeah, ah, man. I hope. I mean, waste the potential. Hey, you young freaks out there, you know what? Use your powers for good. And if you're gonna hack Twitter and get Bitcoin, make sure you throw it right into Whirlpool.
1: Well, not even that, dude. Just if you used any kind of logic instead of asking for a Bitcoin scam address thing where he's like, send one Bitcoin, I'll send you two Bitcoin. All he had to do was just send a single tweet from like like Biden's account that was like, when I become president, I'm going to make Bitcoin the national currency and then go 100x on BitMEX. And then he would have had a bunch of clean <laughs> money that he made without having to take anything. And it, it would have been way more profitable.
0: Hey. You young freaks out there.
1: <laughs> don't, don't tell them to do this. Do not do, not do anything illegal, freaks. <laughs> be good, Be good. Uh, honest, law-abiding law citizens. citizens. Thank you.
0: Uh, but if you got a mischievous streak. <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, a panel that you held. You've been you getting a lot of tick on Bitcoin Magazine, the panels. Uh, threat of KYC. I like those guys. The between bad oh, guys are good I love them too uh was this a frustrating panel for you to uh Ragnar verse
1: well you Parker? know I'm not I my moderator hat is a new hat I this is was literally the first time I ever did a. I, first time I was I guess I've, I've run panels for Bitcoin magazine in the past like two or three times um, but I, I'm not used to doing that I'm used to just like speaking my mind so I had a little trouble uh, not speaking my mind and uh, to be honest, I, I I think I did speak a lot. It's probably too much. Uh, hey,
0: you live and you learn.
1: But I appreciate them having me. I'm learning. I'm trying to get better at the role. I appreciate Ragnar coming on. I appreciate Parker Lewis coming on. Disclosure, uh, Unchained Capital is a sponsor of the podcast, which I did disclose before the panel as well. But everyone should go listen to that. I did appreciate that. So Bitcoin Magazine threw like a Bitcoin Independence Day for August 1st. Um, because of uh, UASF SegWit activation, um, the anniversary of that. And they only had three panels and one of them was on the dangers of KYC. So I think just the fact that we were having that conversation on on that platform uh, is a massive deal. Uh, We do have the link in the show notes, but also at the end, at the end the Bitcoin Magazine team did like a little round table uh, and David Bailey was there, and they they talked about some very interesting things about how like permissionless payments have taken a back seat uh because it got kind of got taboo because the b cashers were all about it, but like Bitcoiners, like it's they're not mutually exclusive, you know like it can be a good store of value and a good yeah. for censorship resistant payments like we like both need to exist you need to be able to spend it at some point
0: yeah i don't think that 's why the whole like Hardo from both factions, the Hardo stance is like, it's got to be all.
1: Yeah, it's straw More men on both sides. Yeah. So I think we kind of navigated it pretty well. Uh, KYC is a threat. But I, I would just say that KYC is a threat for everything we do. Yeah. It's not just Bitcoin. Bitcoin. KYC surrounds our lives. Marty and KYC'd like, in order to, to have the subscription to the Zoom, you know? Or his boss did.
0: No, I did. There you I'm go. my own boss um the uh no and that's like that's a very good point to make like kyc all over is a threat to us and like people for some reason are uh oh, bitcoin's money and you want to be able to spend it at some point so i, I understand why there's so much focus on kyc bitcoin particularly but the point i'm trying to get to is we need a i've said this plenty of times we need to like start fighting against this stuff like it is arduous it is dangerous and it's proven to be ineffectual and then actually the biggest perpetrators of the crimes that these regulations are supposed to be stopping get away with it anyway and they they get handheld by the institutions that are implementing it for the plebs and they just let the people doing the big crimes get away with it So that's all bullshit Fight back against KYC. Fight back against AMLD five. Destroy FATFA, Fucking destroy it's all these effective. unelected bureaucrats.
1: The criminals are doing it anyway. They use stolen KYC info. The rich people don't. It doesn't apply to them. Uh, so it's 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 all bullshit. It's all bullshit, and it's just a way to control. And we do, but we do see more pushback on it in the communities where KYC historically hasn't been there, right? And the two big ones, or I guess the three big ones I would I would point out are Bitcoin, because we didn't have KYC in the past. Guns is a big one. Like, in the gun communities, like, if you have to get, like, registered and put on, like, a state list to buy your gun, like, some people say that's not a real gun. Like, you're not a real gun owner. Um, and then phones. Like, it is really difficult now to get a phone without tying your... they They... And a lot of it is, like, this light KYC bullshit oh renew, like, automatically, like, subscribe, even though it's prepaid, stuff like that. Like, add an email address, add all this stuff. But it's creeping in everywhere. Fight back. Speak up.
0: It's all fucked. They don't give a fuck about you, freaks. They don't give a fuck about you. They're only trying to make your life harder.
1: Can you hear the construction that's happening next door? I cannot. Okay, good. I'm not going to get up then. Close the, close the window.
0: All right. We're already almost an hour in. The list is very long, but it's made up of a lot of uh, software updates. So I'm just going to run through these. If you freaks Wait, are running. Before any- we do
1: that, Ronan Dojo was on the OC Bitcoin Network uh, in oh, the yeah. full node spotlight. So go check that out. We have a, a link to that. that was, that's a video. Very good.
0: Was like Well on that
1: one? Uh, no, he was not
0: shout to like well anyway i fucking love that dude yeah he's great love to new york from this new yorker um all right software updates if you're running any of these softwares pay attention to the version numbers and where you should be updated if you like to stay up to date on the latest version bitcoin core version 0.20.1 was dropped uh ride the lightning version 0.8.3 beta was dropped Async Phoenix version 1.3.2 was dropped, C Lightning version 0.9.0 was dropped, Raspi Blitz version 1.6 was dropped. Uh, can Nick's I pause Bit- you
1: here for a second?
0: I'm going to go through them then we'll go back and okay. talk about go. like Thanks. highlights. Next Bitcoin version 0. 0. 0. 0.0.12 was dropped. Blue Wallet version 5.5.2 5. was dropped. Blue Wallet Desktop Alpha was dropped. Specter version 0.6.0 uh, was dropped. Wasabi version 1.1.12 was dropped. Cold Card version 3.1.8 was dropped. Uh, and Treasure Model T version 2.3.2 2. and Model 1 version 1.9.2 were dropped. Insane. Uh, a lot of updates. I know Cold Card was a big one. Uh, you wanted to talk about.
1: Raspberry Blitz.
0: Raspberry Blitz. Just real
1: quick. So Marty has a hard cutoff time in 12 minutes. So. Um, we do have a really bullish list here, so we're trying to do it justice. Uh, so I'm just going to be really quick here. Raspi Blitz 1.6. The big thing here is IPT, IP, IP2 Tor, which we've discussed previously on the podcast, which allows you to broadcast. Um, you, you basically tunnel your Tor connection through a virtual private server so that you can hit clearnet peers. And that's really important, specifically for BTC Pay Server, because then you're the, now you're actually able to run BTC Pay Server in your home or in your office, um, while while people that aren't running Tor can access it, which is the majority of people, uh, without broadcasting your IP address and your location to the rest of the world. So that's a, that's a really big update there. Um, Blue Wallet Desktop is only Mac. So that's something to keep in mind and it isn't alpha. I have not tested it out yet. Um, Cold card V 3.1.8 brings a bunch of updates, including those child seeds we discussed, go to the MK2, you can actually get it on the MK2 now. Um, I mean, I think you should just get an MK3, but if you have an MK2, now you have that feature. Um, Lily wallet, I, 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 I tested out Lily wallet's new upcoming update, today um and it is fucking I, I tested out with kevin Mulcrone who we had on the podcast it is fucking fantastic he added support for both the Treasure and the ledger to lily um the, i think it comes out next week uh and he added if you if you freaks remember lily right now can't do air-gapped cold card now we can do air-gapped cold cards. So I did a multi-sig transaction with him through the internet where I was completely on my cold power, which Rodolfo sent me. Rodolfo, after the Lily episode, got mad at me that I didn't have a cold card to test with. So he sent me a cold card and a cold power. So shout out to him. The cold power is fucking sick. This, you know, you attach it to the 9-volt battery. It is so the fucking dopest thing ever. Um, so anyway, the, the upcoming Lily wallet is going to be like we we only kind of have it on the list i'm just teasing it but it, it's we're close it needs full node support but we're very close to user-friendly multi-sig we're not there yet user-friendly self-sovereign multi-sig but we're we're almost five and a
0: half five and a half months wait five and a half months there you go i believe it was two weeks ago that you said six months
1: yeah that's good we can discount it two weeks now
0: um another update or a launch lightning networks came out with lightning terminal Uh, which is pretty dope, your home for Lightning Liquidity. Uh, So it's a a browser-based, self-hosted dashboard for the products that Lightning Labs is putting out, uh, particularly Lightning Loop. Um, So it allows you to to manage your channels in a very UX-friendly way um, in the browser, but you're self-hosting it again. Uh, So it's pretty cool. They have a demo we'll we'll obviously link to the update. It's lit. Shout-out to our good friend Jamal James, uh, who worked on that product particularly. Uh, and that's why they hired them for good UX, UI design.
1: I closed that window. I, I just, they just decided to just do massive construction next door. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, did you see this Rude Fox Burrow? Yeah, this looks pretty dope. Um, so basically it's like, oh. it's like a software library you put on a Raspberry or another single board computer It's for wallets, right? It like walks you through using dice rolls to create the randomness to create your seed. And what he did really well is is actually like the UX around showing you that you're actually using the dice rolls, right? Because it's like I'm rolling dice, I'm entering it, but is that actually is that actually what's creating um, entropy? Yeah, my randomness. And and that's at bjd w e c k b j d weck on twitter and i I think this is pretty cool i like it
0: shout out to b j d weck um this month of bitcoin privacy our girl janine has been dropping that monthly uh uh blog post on github if you will i don't i don't want to degrade it by calling it a blog post she's just
1: it's like a journal uh, i think it's a journal yeah
0: Journals, a much better description. Uh, so or like she's a monthly got, newsletter. She's got that. She's got 13 top stories pertaining to, to privacy and, and Bitcoin. Uh, any, everything from the IRS seeking to trace privacy coins to the Fourth Amendment lawsuit against the IRS. To the Ledger Data Breach, Snort breach Taproot activation. Um, so go check that What's out. What's really obviously.
1: cool about that is that it's an open GitHub repo. So if you follow it through the month, you can see her adding stories as you go. So definitely go check that out.
0: Shout out to Janine. Uh, another Bitcoin journal hosted on GitHub. Words um, came out. The July issue came out. And our good friend. Um, uh, Joe Rogers. got Joe Rogers. Joe Rogers is running that. Um, One so of us remembered. I remember. I had Rogers in my head. I was trying to get the first name. I got you. Uh,
1: that happens to me all the time.
0: Uh, so that's out, and that's a great collection of, of the best content that was put out. Uh, shout out to Joe has been putting that together for some time now. Um, so if you ever are like looking for Bitcoin content that's more recent, and you written have content. some time, written yes.
1: And I like his business uh, model. You can download a paywalled PDF or uh, like a, e, uh, an e-reader version uh, if you want, or you can just read it for free on GitHub.
0: Not too shabby. Uh, what else do we have here? Whew. Our boy Bitcoin Q and A on another RHR this time for his ten steps to your first non-KYC Bitcoin using Hoddle Hoddle. Um, so he walks you through how to use the HODL HODL exchange and, and get Bitcoin in a non-KYC fashion. Um, again, I mean, this dude's just putting out incredible uh, explainers and walkthroughs if you guys are interested in using HODL HODL. Technically not supposed to use in the in the United States. And again, I'm not going to say you should do this or would advise you to do this. But if you use a VPN, you may be able to skirt that. Please be um,
1: law-abiding citizens. HODL HODL is awesome
0: yes uh shout out to the human rights foundation this is pretty dope uh they hooked up three devs with one bitcoin grants each uh one of which our good friend evan kaludis was the recipient They're of the all other our two. boys yeah they all are I'm sorry, only one has been on the podcast open arms um, has been on the podcast oh two two have been on the podcast i forgot and it fully open
1: noted i know you're listening when podcast
0: Yes, Fontaine, one podcast. Two of three have been on the podcast. So, Open Arms, arms, Fontaine, and Evan Kolutis were the recipients of those. And I saw Evan uh, paid that forward, and he created uh, some uh, bounties for for Zeus. He used, like,
1: 60% of it for the bounties. Yeah.
0: So, if you're looking to make some Bitcoin and want to help out with the Zeus project, you can do that. And then Matt already mentioned... Uh, Fontaine's working on fully noted and then open arms. Obviously, if you listen to that episode, uh, working on Razz and join market. Uh,
1: I love that. I call them fully noted. It's cause he operates under two NIMs. So he just tweets out of both. Like it's him. Cause they are. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: staying on the dev grants. Okay. Coin funds. Marco Falk, Falke, Falke. i I'm pretty sure, uh, is been, uh, doing an incredible job of maintaining the core repository. Um, and a bunch of other stuff. So he joins uh good two other TFTC alumnus and, and Fabian Yar and Midi Utarwar as recipients of grants from OKCoin. Shout out to OKCoin. 2020, the year of Bitcoin developer grants.
1: Fucking love it. It's uh, did you fucking see, uh, in right now.
0: Did you see Nihas post today? And I think uh, that started like a, a very interesting conversation, and I think we should probably mention it too, is it is incredible to see all these developers and core developers specifically getting funded. Uh, one thing to keep in mind though, is uh, you have to balance the funding of stuff that adds new code to the code base with uh, funding of people who are reviewing existing code uh, of, the, of the core code base, reviewing We're not even testing. just
1: funding. Like we need more reviewers, right? Like that's what James yeah. was trying to say in his thread. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, look, so don't that's what we're trying to hit with com. We're trying to hit, like, the tertiary. And that's all P2P, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: Bitcoin DevList. If you, uh, if you sponsor Dev on there, they'll, they'll DM you and say thank you. It's and pretty cool. And if you're
1: a dev, just submit a PR and I will fucking merge that shit. Let's get it yeah. going. And if you're into UX... We have this new we Dennis put up this new tag system. So we can put you all under UX. So you can go to Bitcoin dev list slash tag slash UX and just all UX designers will be there. So just everyone we want I just want it to be like a massive portal of everyone accepting donations that are that is working on Bitcoin development. Okay? So don't don't be shy. Submit your shit. Thank you.
0: I thought we needed Gitcoin to do this stuff, dude.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean we need we need, a, we need a, some shit token. Devon us,
0: man. they're all skewed. Uh, huge
1: news of the week.
0: Retail is here. A lot of people have been saying, oh retail retail's not here yet. Cash app announced their – I mean well, actually their Q2 uh, report got got leaked. Squares Q2 report. Uh, and obviously in that is cash apps numbers in the second quarter. their earnings
1: not officially been released yet
0: they were released but they got leaked a day early Um, I'm pretty sure Uh, they did 858 million dollars in volume or 875 million dollars in bitcoin volume during Q2 posting a 17 million dollar gross profit on that volume so that's sales volume I believe again the accounting with how they have to do that's a little weird so
1: it sells and buys
0: I think it was only sales or, or only purchases. No, it's
1: both. But the question okay. is, is like, who the fuck is selling Bitcoin on cash app? Is anyone out there actually selling Bitcoin on cash app? I, I if, if you're a freak out there and you've sold Bitcoin on cash app, you know, I, I guess don't, I mean, it's up to you, but if you want to comment that you did, I'm curious. Cause I, I honestly don't think, I think 95% of I think it's mostly a buy only. You just buy and you withdraw. And on that note, that they too. should wait, raise the withdrawal limits. And freaks, I hear you. I've been working on it behind the scenes. I'm trying to get the withdrawal limits increased. Okay. I
0: agree, too. No, I mean, they're going to have to, especially if the price increases. It'd yeah, that's immoral. the problem, right? Is it like, would be immoral not to.
1: And that's why you guys, if you are using Cash App, you should be withdrawing. As much. Right away. Well, Hit your limits. Not
0: Well, not right away. Not right away. Why? Depending on how much you stack. I mean, if you stack like we said this last week, if you stack five dollars, like
1: oh, right, right, which right, right. But like, like we, you should be you should be trying to hit your limits if it's a large amount, because yes. if the Bitcoin price runs up, the limits are in USD terms, so you can end up in a situation where you can't withdraw, and that's not great.
0: Yeah, any of our friends at Cash App, disclaimer, their sponsor uh, are listening. Yeah, let's work on that withdrawal. Cash App is a
1: sponsor of the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, you didn't hear it, dude? Um no, I mean they've got it. They've got to raise them, right? Like, you can't. That would be fucked. It's UX feedback from, from Marty and Matt.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I think part of it is like is like regulatory issues. Uh, you know. And like like the fact that their withdrawals happen so quickly, um, and the like the amount of KYC they do is obviously not ideal, but. Uh, it's also not as
0: invasive as, as it a lot could of other be. People. Yeah.
1: If they raise their limits. So they're they're trying to, to to trend a balance there. But but it is it is heard and it is it is it is definitely being pushed for by many people, not just us. So
0: Yes. Yes. I can co sign that message. Uh, another pretty big news today, Casa is offering non custodial Bitcoin buys through their app now. This is pretty pretty big announcement late in the weird afternoon. Move. Why do you think so?
1: Well, they're using Wire as a partnership, right? Which already had like the Apple Pay. So this is their iPhone app, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which which Wire already had like that test product out where you could buy with Apple Pay. So they integrated through Wire. Um, if you want to talk limits, the limits are really low. Um, it's two fifty a day. Um, and it is I think 1,500 total and then you have to do additional KYC Um, the KYC is all handled by wire cash out uh, cash app Casa wants you to know that and it does go straight to your non-custodial multi-sig wallet they are claiming that they're the first ones who allow you to buy directly to non-custodial I mean that is just not true (laughs) <laughs> um, so that that is what it is uh I I wish they'd be a little bit um more cautious with their claims
0: Unchained rolled that out like yeah
1: and and besides Unchained I mean we had get bitter we have bull Bitcoin like there's I'm a pretty sure of,
0: of, ri- Doesn't river enable allow you to do that too
1: I'm not sure but like there's plenty of there's plenty of services that were just by non-custodial right and like swan is like kind of they have like the auto withdrawal to non-custodial and when you hit a threshold or whatever but like it's cool that it's there but let's not get ahead of ourselves and then the other thing is just like to be frank like in the TechCrunch article our boy nick newman like i love you nick but you said you you're quoted in that article saying it's impossible to get hacked if you use if, if you use casa like don't make us i don't want to have to call you out on that like that's ridiculous like just can you be honest with the trade-offs can we can we not have this situation where you're claiming it's impossible to get hacked it's, it's possible to get hacked if you use casa like i like this should not be an argument this should not be something that has to be said
0: How so? If you, have, you know, the app could the app could get hacked and feed you a bad address, I guess, I assume.
1: Uh, you got cut off Something a little like bit there. What did you say? Feed Said you I, a bad address? Yeah. I don't know. There's like a million ways that that things could go wrong. You know, like is it is it like a a pretty secure option? Yeah. Like is it harder? Is it hard? Is like is it more secure than a lot of options? Is it hard to get hacked? Yes. You know, but we have a closed source app that a lot of people have on auto update and like all these other things that are going on there. And like, it's not impossible. Nothing's impossible to get hacked. We have never like they have. There's a revolution in computer science. If they figured out a way that makes it impossible to get hacked. And I just saw in the TechCrunch article that it's impossible to get hacked. And I kind of grind my gears a little bit. That's all. You know, there's just a little hey. bit of trust involved. Hey, vent, vent, brother, vent in both casa and apple and google if you're using the google app you know
0: yeah be aware freaks be aware and the Um, hardware
1: wallets (laughs) that it's like all these things like impossible to get hacked like fuck that come on guys come on
0: nothing's nothing's impossible we've learned that way too many times in this in this industry um i'm almost 10 minutes late to my next appointment i'm sorry no it's not you i'm enjoying this conversation and i'm going to keep it going uh want to end it on like macro theme and just try to put perspective of where we are in this current market uh, to get like a couple of news items that are confirming that we are ripping into a bitcoin bull market in my opinion uh i wrote about it yesterday and yesterday's bent Uh, the relative weakness of the dollar index when compared to assets like Bitcoin, gold, and even stocks. So you see the dollar weakening over the last three months. It's fallen more than 7%, which is pretty big, uh, considering it's supposed to be the stable coin of the world.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They should print that on every dollar. The (laughs) the stable stable coin of the world.
0: Um, So to me, that signals a bit of potential signals of potential beginnings of an inflationary event as people lose confidence in the Fed's ability to uh, stabilize the dollar and the markets. And again, I've written about this, and we've talked about it on this podcast many times throughout the last four or five months, is uh, the Fed's printing in conjunction with the shutdown of the economy, um, the increase in unemployment um, paychecks, in the amount that are coming in, the paychecks, the airdrops, the Trump Bucks, the PPP loans, seems like an environment for uh, inflation. The Fed is already coming out and saying they want to overshoot inflation. I think it's already here. So that's the point I'm trying to make. The dollar index has fallen significantly over the course of the summer. Uh, obviously, gold broke two thousand dollars, which was a huge psychological barrier for that market. Bitcoin broke out of the eleven five range. Um, Stocks are at NASDAQs at all-time highs. The tech stocks are going crazy. And in years in hyper... I don't, I'm not saying this is going to be hyperinflation. I'm saying inflationary event. But in other inflationary events throughout history, we've seen stock markets rally pretty high. you got to start assets. with
1: inflation before hyperinflation.
0: Yes. Um,
1: Gradually and so, then suddenly.
0: Yes. But to compound that, too, like, uh, shout-out to Matt Walsh from... Castle Island V C uh and on the on the Bring podcast he pointed out yesterday morning that last week MicroStrategy, which is a publicly traded company, IT and consulting company, I believe, announced in their quarterly earnings report that they're gonna start moving some of their cash balance into harder assets like gold and Bitcoin, uh, which was a very interesting uh development and to be completely frank, if you could go look at MicroStrategy's stock price and the history of the company they're not uh not the most reputable i never heard company. of them before exactly they're not the most reputable company <laughs> or like something i would personally invest in it, but
1: don't go buy that stock.
0: no but it is interesting that a publicly traded company is talking about uh diversifying their cash holdings into cash like assets like gold and bitcoin or they're not cash like they are just alternative cash assets But
1: how is this different than like long island blockchain marty
0: because they they weren't buying bitcoin directly
1: well that was They're like just, long island iced tea or whatever switched to mining long island, yeah the they top, just
0: literally right? they just literally put like blockchain in their name i don't even think they did any mining
1: But they like, this we're got, like we plan on mining
0: yeah this is different because that was a company strategy where from my understanding micro strategy is Company strategy is not changing. They're going to stick to their core competencies, whatever they may be. We
1: don't know um, what they are, right?
0: And they're just shifting around capital in their balance sheet to hedge potential inflation of the dollar, which they said in their in their um, quarterly earnings the report. The real question so, is,
1: what does Apple do? They have so much cash on their balance sheet. They have
0: like a trillion dollars worth of the cash or something like that. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So... Be on the lookout for that. There's yeah, a lot of Tim people... Apple's
1: listening. You should buy some Bitcoin.
0: <laughs> Tim Apple. Uh, Tim, hey, I know you're listening, Tim. You got to be wary of your shareholders. You're running a huge corporation using like five of your products right now. You can't fuck it up. You got to buy some Bitcoin.
1: Marty, before we go today, can we talk about how you created a Gemini account and set up a <laughs> treasure for Davey Day Trader, and he doesn't remember where his seat is, or that he even had a Gemini account? I, I saw you tweet underneath him s- searching your Gmail for Gemini, and you have, <laughs> you have an account. Um, yes, we could talk about this. I
0: did help Dave because he admitted he's owned Bitcoin before. And and he, he has he, no idea where it is. He, he lost the wallet I set him up with, obviously. Or maybe he could be lying. That's the thing about Dave. Dave knows how to lean into content and recognizes opportunities for for quality content viral content he does a very good job at pushing the right buttons and he may be playing dumb i wouldn't be surprised if he is he may not be though he he may genuinely have forgotten his life has gotten pretty crazy over the last three years
1: he definitely Uh, knows he has a gemini account right
0: i would hope so i mean he has to know that he did buy bitcoin in the past like how else would you have gotten it on the wallet that you lost um yeah i uh, i uh looking back in retrospect though maybe i shouldn't have set him up with a treasure um maybe it was too advanced for him at the moment maybe you have to take your audience in consideration uh but i did Like i will hand up like there's a video of him like holding up a treasure like in 2017 he's like i'm in bitcoin it's like mario or whatever that that video he recorded that right after i set him up with his treasure and i to be clear freaks i gave many disclaimers like don't lose this don't lose your seed don't let anybody see your seed like lock it up forget about it like in a place well, where he you forgot lo- about it he did i mean like so lock it up was in a place poor that advice you- marty <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was maybe well, he took it literally I was like just forget that um forget that you can move this bitcoin and sell it just like keep it here and and hold it uh yeah yeah seems to have lost it maybe did it maybe he did but dave if you do find that treasure and you don't know your pin uh, or passphrase, or or have your seed. I don't think you had put a passphrase on it. Definitely um, didn't
1: put a passphrase on it.
0: Uh, you're lucky because it was uh, an older version of Trezor that can be hacked. And if you still have physical... Well,
1: they all can be hacked if you don't have a passphrase.
0: Yeah. So if you still have physical access to that, Dave, and you're listening to this podcast uh, and you just forgot your pin or something, we can get your Bitcoin back.
1: Was it a Trezor Model 1 or a Trezor T? Model 1. Okay, so it was like a little... Shield-like device with two buttons on the front, Dave. So just uh, if you find that, we can hack into it. Yeah, we can get we can get something to hack into it. But I get thrown in with the bubbly gang. Yeah, he doesn't so like I, you anymore. I don't. Th- I don't think he likes me. Um, Which is like I feel like I got sold a bad deal. Like I came onto this pod because I thought it was like barstool-related podcasts. but we're just personas non grata. So I don't even. You should have known when we first recorded in the fucking merch closet. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> recorded around all the shirts. You know, and, and there's a lot of merch in that room.
0: Hey, uh, I want it to be clear. I'm a stoolie, a uh, big fan of Barstool, and very uh, happy for the success that Dave has had. Wait, and
1: did you see he gave a Chainlink shout-out?
0: He said, I'm not buying Chainlink, right? Yeah,
1: but that's enough. Like, that pumps the price, right? Yeah.
0: I mean... Is he going to be the McAfee of this round? Uh, That's think, the other thing with I Dave. I think it could happen. I think anybody who's like optimistic that Dave's going to just like buy no, all, be all Bitcoin. Coins. Yeah, he's going to be pumping fucking tendies next week. Dude,
1: dude had a fucking video where he was pulling out Scrabble letters and he was just like, "We're going <laughs> to pick stocks based on the Scrabble letters." Yes,
0: um, Dave knows how to lean into content. This is going to be no <laughs> different. So, be prepared. I'm not freaks. ready
1: for it. That's what I'm not ready for. That's and what I'm closing. telling you, freaks.
0: We're closing the loop of this episode. Be like, Just expect like Dave Portnoy is going to be a crypto influencer over the next year and a half, so be ready. Hopefully he doesn't uh, try to make a bet that he'll cut his dick off and eat it. Maybe we can get uh, better shitcoin pumpers this time you
1: around. You can say a lot of things about Dave, but if he made that bet, he would actually eat his dick.
0: I don't know. He likes to use that thing from what I hear, so... <laughs>
1: Well, he wouldn't make the bet <laughs> is my point
0: yeah uh, um yeah i doubt he would make that bet um but yeah it's i'm happy that uh that he's starting to talk about bitcoin it's inevitable he he's a gambler at heart and a day trader at heart too so if something's got crazy price action it's gonna gonna pique his attention peak his interest and obviously has um
1: did you see his like Bitcoin people are welcoming me video or whatever?
0: So fucking funny, dude. That's exactly how how Space Bitcoin works
1: whenever someone fucking talks about Bitcoin for what it's worth. <laughs> Just remember, dude, was- guys, if a celebrity talks about Bitcoin and you want to go into their thread and 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 pump Bitcoin, your audience isn't Bitcoin Twitter. Don't make your tweet to. To be yeah, for Bitcoin Twitter. You make it for their audience. You know? And don't re- if Alyssa and don't Milano repli- says Bitcoin, b- compose your tweet. If you're going to do it, compose your tweet for Alyssa Milano's audience. Don't compose it for Bitcoin Twitter.
0: Yes. And try not to reply guy too much. Um,
1: be a good reply guy. Yeah. <sighs> If you're gonna reply guy, be a good effective reply guy. You're 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 targeting the person you're replying to's audience. That's that's yeah. the target.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna stop trying to be a reply guy.
1: I'm guilty of it, but I, I like to think well. I'm an effective reply guy. Be an effective reply guy. That's I actionable a, advice. You guys yes. are all gonna be reply guys. Let's be honest. Be, be <laughs> actionable. Be effective.
0: And we'll end it on that note. Be conscious. Be a conscious reply, guy.
1: Just, of, just th- one more. Think thing. of their audience. One more thing before we end, because Rodolfo wouldn't forgive me if I didn't say so. The the new firmware makes the pin entry nice and smooth. It's extremely smooth, so just check that out. Very fast. All right,
0: all right, boss. Yeah, that's uh, good. I'm happy to hear that. That's my one of my pet peeves. It's not even really a pet peeve. It's just like ah, it's just take a long.
1: I never realized how long it took until the update. It's very smooth now. Stay humble, stack sads, freaks. Peace and love, freaks.